Okay, everybody, uh, uh, welcome. Thanks for your, for your patience with the, te with the technical issues at the start. Um, my name is Michael Mason. I'm the director of the Middle East Center at LSE, London School of Economics. So welcome to this webinar uh, uh, on Algeria and the Hirak, what next for the uh, country. Our speaker, uh, Amal Bubka, sorry, I will introduce shortly. She's a visiting fellow at the European Council on Foreign Relations. Um, but before then, just to let you know about the format of the event, um, Amal will talk for about 20 to 30 minutes, um, and then we'll have questions and answers. Uh, I understand you've had these instructions already, but I'll just repeat them. Um, please keep your microphones and video off uh, at all times. And during the questions and answers after the uh, speaker is finished, we'll take questions through the chat box. Um, and so I will um, look at the questions coming in the chat box and then um, select questions from the chat box. We do our best to address as many questions as possible from the chat box. Okay, uh, there's also actually to let you know, the uh, Middle East Centre has got another or co-hosting another online seminar taking place at half past three today, which is on COVID-19 and the social contract in North Africa and Middle East. That's starting, as I said, at half past three, and we'll uh, put the details for that in the chat box. Um, this event is being recorded, uh, so let me now welcome the uh, speaker, give a brief introduction to, uh, to her. Um, Amal Bubka, as I said, is a, a researcher at the, um, um, sorry, visiting fellow at the European Council on Formulations. She's also a researcher at the School for Advanced Studies in the Social Sciences in Paris. Um, very, very busy, uh, well-known researcher with a lot of authority expertise in this area. Some of our other affiliations include um, the Doha Institute for Graduate Studies, the Centre Jacques Beck, uh, which is in Rabat, I think, Amal, yeah. And she's also a non-resident fellow at the German Institute International Security Affairs, WSP Berlin, and a visiting fellow at the Brookings Doha Centre a resident scholar at the Carnegie Middle East Centre in Beirut. My word, I mean, how do you manage to do all these things at the same time? And the, well, head, of the, <laughs> the head of the Islam and Europe programme at the Centre for European Policy Studies. Oh, this is, this is previous, previous experience, I understand, in Brussels. Yeah. Her, research, her research focuses on um, Maghreb countries' politics, democratisation in the Middle East, um, and Europe-Arab, US-Arab relations and Islam in Europe. Uh, so with that introduction, uh, welcome very much for joining us, Amal, and apologies for the technical issues earlier, and over to you. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, thank you, Michael, for uh, the generous introduction and affiliations and, and for your invitation. Uh, I have been asked to talk about the, the, the Algerian Hirak, and uh, as you may know, it has been on for a bit more than one year uh, and since uh, February 2009, 2019, sorry. And uh, I, I would like first maybe to uh, introduce the situation, where do we stand, what is the context? You know that uh, after one year and, and a month of, uh, of regular protest, efforts to uh, 
organized protests, not only the Tuesday and the Fridays has, uh, has did before, uh, with the, the hopes to have even a third uh, demonstration weekly uh, on the Saturday and an escalation of violence between the demonstrators and uh, the police. Uh, the Herak demonstrations have stopped with the expansion of the, of the corona pandemic after many internal debates actually on the, uh, the relevance and the necessity to stop the, the demonstrations or not. And uh, there has been a clear hope uh, emanating from the regime, the Algerian regime, that this pause could be used to put an end definitely to the Herak as, as a protest movement. So we have had for, for the past two months a lot of arrests, a lot of censorship of media, uh, a lack of communication on the real number of deaths, and even uh, 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 the regime has even forbidden uh, citizens, ordinary citizens, and specifically members of the Herak to uh, communicate on the pandemic. Uh, there's also uh, an extensive or an ongoing uh, criminalization of any sign of independent activism. Uh, in Algeria, especially currently through the, uh, the project of the reform of the penal code and, and the reform of the constitution, which are two important uh, projects that the, the regime is putting ahead has, has a sign or has uh, 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 symbols of the transition he has announced he will uh, launch uh, after the elections of President Tepun in, in, in December 2019. On their side, uh, Herak activists uh, for the past two months have been trying to maintain the momentums of, of their movement by organizing virtual uh, Heraks uh, meetings and gatherings on, on Facebook every Friday, but most so they share pictures and uh, past pictures and they, 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 they manifest themselves as still ready to, to continue the Herak after the end of the of the pandemic and um, most importantly they, they they have been trying to get involved in solidarity campaigns towards the people who that depend who the pandemic actually has fragilized even more and these activists through these solidarity campaigns have been trying to think about new organization organizational models they they could uh, uh, go on uh, with after the pandemic so uh when it comes to the Algerian Herak, actually, there has been an ongoing, an ongoing effort to think uh, about the future of the Herak, about what next for the Herak, in terms of failure or success against the ruling elite. Uh, and that's also a view that the regime shares. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 the regime will win or, and, the, and the Herak will fail, according to these uh, ruling elites, when uh, protests will end. So, with the protest having ended now uh, effectively, I, I would, and even before, I would like to underline that for me, this approach is quite misleading. Uh, first, the idea that uh, that it, it's also um, emerging from the idea that Algeria is worthy of interest only if a radical regime change occurs. Uh, and this is a paradigm that has been applied to the country even before the Herak started, actually. Uh, if you remember the way we were expecting Bouteflika to die <laughs> right before each of his fourth mandates, to start thinking about how a new president uh, could open more space for a real democratization process, or the way observers uh, have been in despair of seeing Algeria uh, or an Arab Spring-like of, re of revolution sizing the country uh, and for since 2011 and how this, this lack of an Arab 
spring kind of revolution uh, led them to conclude that Algerian people could have no part in political change. So this paradigm of considering the future of the Hirak only through the lens of, of, of the failure, of its failure or uh, success against the, the, the ruling elite um, is uh, actually misleading for me because it's only focusing on the country's steadiness uh, and it basically lies or so-called steadiness has the, the regime sold it for, has have sold it for, for the past 30 years and it basically lies in considering the country's political configuration as stable because of the decline of the end of the protests and the capability of the army and its presidents to maintain themselves in power. So the thing is that if we are to focus only on the regime and cynically forget about the people's capability to adapt and survive uh, has those this, uh, this kind of analysis, um, the, the, the actual, actually the usual tools that uh, the military uh, has used to perpetuate itself since the independence of the country in 1962, uh, which are the appointment of in-house presidents and the neutralization of demands for change that, that emerge uh, usually from civil society um, through the promulgation of institutional reforms that do not challenge actually the ruling elites, political, security, and economic monopoles, uh, has this project of the reform of the penal code or this project of reforming the constitution. Well, these tools are not an, have not been uh, sufficient uh, for the regime to move forward and to get rid of, uh, of the Herak. So these past 20 years, there has been an important withdrawal of the, of the ruling elite from state uh, and civil society management. That's in my opinion, how we should understand the emergence of the Herak. Um, somehow, if I can put it that way, the regime elite and the military who were too busy with their own uh, personal efforts uh, have been um, subcontracting uh, to various clientelistic network, uh, this state and civil society uh, management. Uh, and this clientelistic circle uh, have failed miserably, miserably uh, uh, the country is on the verge of an economic uh, uh, catastrophe and uh, uh, socially extra the, the level of education and I, I could uh, quote many, many, many sectors that are not actually uh, doing that well in Algeria. Um, and it's actually because of this failure, because of the feeling that Algerians cannot rely on their leaders, even authoritarian leaders, in order to have uh, some kind of stability, indeed, in their daily lives. This is why the, the Hirak has emerged, actually. So uh, the Hirak has emerged to, to force the ruling elite, or to try to force the ruling elite to not these various clientistic networks the, uh, that have replaced it, and specifically that have replaced it, replaced the, the military uh, circles in, in the civil and official political life. So the, the Hirak has emerged to force the, the military elite, the real uh, ruling elite of the country, to enter into a formal process of negotiation with the, with the civil population. So, 
um, it is true, I mean, to be fair, it's true that uh, before the Hirak, there have been some tentatives, but the lack of, of formal post-civil war political offer or, or, or political project uh, from, uh, from the army with clear rules on what citizenship, state legitimacy, or, or even economic rights uh, uh, should mean, may have first led Algerians to withdraw from, uh, from what they consider being an insignificant political life. Uh, they were boycotting, they were in different politics and so on. But this uh, lack of political offer, uh, of concrete political offer after the civil war on the side or from the, the ruling elite has obviously not eliminated uh, the potential of revolt, the, the, the citizens' potential for revolt, uh, but it has just moved uh, move it outside of uh, any kind of institutional and ideological circuits, and thus creating the, the conditions of, of the Herak uh, emergence. So this is really the main interesting thing with the Herak is that it has materialized uh, a real autonomous uh, politic culture that really reappropriates uh, the idea of a transition, but the idea of a transition and a political change outside of the limiting frames of, of the regime. So rejecting uh, elections uh, as long as they are uh, organized from the top, rejecting the promulgation of uh, cosmetic uh, uh, reforms, uh, as I mentioned it, like the reforms of the constitution uh, and the reform of the justice and, 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 and civil code and so on. So really this new repertoire, this new repertoire of, of peaceful political resistance uh, has already had a major consequence on the power structures uh, of the army and the ruling elite, but also on the, the, the politicization of ordinary citizens. So rather than thinking in terms of failure or success for what next uh, for the Hirak, I, I, I think that uh, the idea of, of regime's uh, uh, maintenance um, of, the, of the ruling elite, excuse me, I have to close that. Uh, the idea that uh, the, the regime's maintenance uh, of the ruling elite power uh, in, in, in formal politics is a sign that no change is happening is, in my opinion, not uh, operating. I mean, it's not, it's not fruitful, it's not helpful to think about uh, Algeria's future. And uh, I would like rather to focus on how the Hirak has been able to answer uh, political needs that have been neglected by the regime so far, uh, and, uh, and how it has allowed uh, its, uh, its activists to impose themselves as de facto political competitors, even if the regime's remains strong and even a global revolution has not taken place yet. So I will focus then on the Herak and, and briefly maybe to leave room for the Q&A session to explain what the Herak has changed so far in Algeria, where first and foremost, this is really the emergence of an autonomous uh, political space to think about political change. So as I said, outside of the limiting frame uh, the, that the, the the regime has tried to impose so far. Uh, how this autonomic, autonomous political space uh, has emerged, where at first it has created new historical uh, or, or new revolutionary uh, lineages. That's very important because the revolutionary legitimacy was uh, totally uh, restricted to uh, the post-colonial uh, uh, revolutionary legitimacy of the army. And it took time for Algerians to 
uh, debunk uh, this uh, this myth of, uh, of, rev of of only uh, of, of only being able to be revolutionary uh, within this historical uh, uh, moment of uh, of, uh, of post-colonial uh, governance. And uh, it, it has allowed uh, Algerian people by reinterpreting their formal uh, uh, episodes and experiences of resistance, the one of their fathers, the one of their grandfathers and grandmothers and mothers and so on, even the one of their, uh, of their sons for, for the older generations, uh, reinterpreting these uh, daily experience of re experiences of resistance has created uh, a feeling of being able to be revolutionary outside of the, uh, the, the, the army legitimacy. And I would say that even the army legitimacy has had a role in this possibility for uh, um, Algerians to think about themselves as revolutionary once again, uh, the revolutionaries once again. Uh, if you take uh, uh, the, what is taught here in schools or, or the kind of public discourse that is that are circulated on uh, public TVs and so on. Uh, people, uh, Algerians have grown up uh, listening about uh, revolutionary discourses and revolutionary democracy their whole life and they are been finally convinced that they are really revolutionaries and that one day will come the opportunity to uh, uh, apply and to um, make use of this uh, this revolutionary, this revolutionary capital. So this is uh, what has nurtured uh, first uh, the the building of an autonomous political space. Uh, second, the, the Herak has a load of people. And I'm saying the Herak, of course, I'm talking about the various uh, people who are part of the Herak. Uh, the Herak has been able to uh, favor consensus on nonviolence and internal dissensus uh, through open debates. Uh, above uh, uh, ideological divergences. What I mean by that, uh, just re very recently when uh, the Herak was discussing the opportunity to stop the uh, the, 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 march, the, the, the demonstrations, um, the, the weekly demonstrations in order not to, to uh, uh, favor the propagation of, of, the, of the pandemic, uh, some people were, I mean, didn't agree with uh, with each other, and 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 there has been a fierce debate on the uh, the, the possibility to maintain the the, the demonstrations while uh, maintaining some social distanciation and so on. But most importantly, it has been through internal debates, uh, internal um, internal uh, uh, peaceful dissensus on social media, on the streets, and within family circles, for example, that uh, a consensus uh, has, or, or a temporary solution has been, has been reached. Uh, third, I would say that this autonomous political space has been also able to maintain itself for more than a year because uh, there has been trust in the fact that mobilization and protest can effectively debunk uh, the myth of a strong, invincible military regime, a myth that has been, as I say, I was, I was, uh, as I was saying before, imposed upon many people, uh, and and which actually led these people to think that only violence can could constrain the regime's agenda. That's the story of the 90s. There's no way to uh, to get rid of this uh, of this regime, uh, but by violence. So, so uh, this is also something that. Um, uh, 
uh, it belongs to uh, Algerian history, how can we defeat them? Uh, and the fact that uh, nonviolence was such uh, a central element of the of the of the of the Hirak's uh, credo, if I can put it that way. Uh, was important, but uh, by rejecting elections, for example, twice, uh, presidential elections, this is something that the Hirak has been able to do. Uh, by rejecting uh, civil cons cons consultations that the uh, president has been trying to organize in order to give a sense that he's discussing with the people, but basically on his, on his own terms, without having these consultations, uh, without uh, these consultations having a, a strong impact on his already uh, uh, pre-elaborated roadmap, uh, transitional roadmap. Uh, rejecting, uh, as I was mentioning uh, as well, a uh, project of constitutional referendum because the, the constitution is supposed in the next month to be amended. Uh, there's a committee of experts that is working on it. There has been some resignation uh, uh, recently, uh, the fact that uh, so the, the, the constitution is supposed to be uh, submitted to the parliament and then to a popular referendum, the fact that the Hirak has rejected this offer, uh, the fact that also um, so, so all these rejection of the regime's plans has the only actors able to lead the negotiations and able to think about uh, a, a way out for, for Algeria by positioning it positioning itself as a proactive actor. The Hirak has also offered not only uh, um, a, a, a virtual space, alternative space of discussion, but also a, a concrete physical space to invalidate the regime's official symbols of political authority um, and, and to, uh, as I say, debunk uh, a lot of myths about how politics should be uh, conducted and, 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 and done uh, in Algeria. Uh, in the same way, the, 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 I believe that the Herak has been also successful. I mean, there's no, um, there's no whole consensus within the whole Algeria on the validity of the Herak. So I'm not saying that this is a, a, a movement that is uh, actually that has convinced uh, the whole nation, but as you may have seen, it's sufficiently uh, important to. Uh, uh, to talk about uh, a real consensus, um, th so the trust also so it's it's also signing that or it's also uh, giving the feeling that uh, there's a have been there has been a trust in the hearts of the of the of the Herax activists that it's not only about that the future of Algeria should not be only about the regime's political agenda, it should be about things that matters personally. Um, for the past twenty years. The whole and the successive Bouteflika's mandate uh, have been uh, parasited by the, uh, the the idea of la guerre des clans, the war of factions between the army. The army should have been uh, was supposedly against the president, and the president was uh, using uh, its own circles to resist. But at the end of the uh, of the story, uh, secret services were uh, purportedly supporting the president. Anyway, all these um, meta-discourses, political meta-discourses that the regime was, has been circulating for so long uh, have not been uh, of the interest of the people anymore. Uh, with the Hirak, 
there has been the idea that uh, politicization, the politicization of social grievances and personal uh, experience and experiences of personal injustice should be the real debate uh, and should be the real platform for uh, thinking about uh, a way out and a political future of Algeria. So when I'm talking about the politicization of social grievances, for example, uh, uh, people uh, contributing to the Herak have been uh, talking about the, the, the poor conditions of, of and salaries of, of workers, uh, the, 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 the corruption, the nepotism in recruitment processes, the inflation, uh, the need to invent a post-rentire uh, model of society. Even here as well, there have been some divergences on the need to rethink about uh, the role of the state in, in rent redistribution, but maybe I will mention it in the question if there's some interest in it. Um, precarious informal employment, I mean, the destruction of public companies, the fact that I, I, I was met, I, I've met a lot of uh, former public uh, companies executive, executives that have been uh, uh, put in jail in the, in the 90s and the 1000s in the ranks of the Herak. So uh, the idea is that it's not only about the army, it's not only about uh, secret uh, intrigues of, of President Boutfira and, and now President Tiboun. It's really about uh, having a testimony of how Algerians can politicize their, their daily lives and their daily demands. Uh, for example, we have seen uh, in the ranks of the Herak as well uh, the the idea that the Haraga illegal immigrants uh, and disappeared. So the people who have disappeared in the nineties because of uh, secret services, mainly and also Islamist groups uh, exactions or, or, or attacks. Um, these two figures have been central in the Herak. So this is and and. Political prisoners, actually, that's something very important. Uh, political prisoners, uh, prisoners of the Herak, as, uh, as the Herak has called them, uh, have been at the center of uh, the demands of the people for a new uh, project of society. The idea that it's not, we won't tolerate anymore uh, the, uh, this kind of repression towards ordinary citizens who are only uh, using their rights of demonstrations of, of, of political uh, freedom of speech and so on. So, and political prisoners is still, uh, because there are still a lot of political prisoners actually in Algeria, is still a main issue of, of that is bringing Algeria together in solidarity uh, on, on a, uh, towards the Herak and, and, and towards and, 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 and with the efforts of thinking uh, a new project of society or Algeria's future. Uh, and, and, and finally, I think that this autonomous space uh, of the Herak has been successful and has imposed, as I said in the introduction, has a real competitor uh, to the regime, even the regime is still in place, is still strong in its repression and so on. I think it's the nature of participation. Participation in the Herak is really up to the people. It's free. There's no leaders. There's no obligations. You can uh, go to the Herak, withdraw two months, and come back again. For example, uh, there's a deep and, and uh, uh, internally within the Herak, there's a different understandings of of the goals of the Herak, uh, uh, and there's no the Herak has not also has has understood that 
there won't be any point in disturbing uh, people's ordinary lives. So in Algeria, Algeria was basically for a year in the middle of a revolution, but people were still uh, acting uh, normally and conducting their, no, their, their, their daily lives in a very normal way. There was no disruption. Uh, which is actually the exact uh, opposite of the of the 19th polarization in the in the 90s. Algerian had basically uh, only two choices, uh, were only offered with two choices: uh, supporting the uh, the army and uh, violence, and, and and supporting the army and then the army as uh, violence, or supporting uh, Islamists and then also uh, the violence of that have uh, has emanated from from the Islamist groups. Uh, uh, or calls to, calls to violence, if I, if I, and even real concrete violence, if I, I'm talking about a, a political movement like the, the Islamic Salvation Front. So uh, this fact that participation is free is up to the people is also one of the strengths of the Hirak and and. And I believe one of the reasons why uh, the Hirak will uh, will uh, certainly continue uh, and, uh, and and resume after. Uh, uh, or, or we can certainly come back again after uh, after the pandemic and, and, and when uh, people will be uh, will or will judge that uh, demonstrations are possible uh, again. Um, so to sum up, maybe as a conclusion, I would say that this is really the main feature that could help us to think about the future of the Hirak. It's really that the Hirak is not only a revolutionary movement, but it's also a, 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 a cultural revolutionary movement. It has changed uh, uh, really deeply the polity of, of the, uh, the ordinary Algerians, the way they see politics, the way they discuss, the way they debate um, with each other. Uh, so it has deeply transformed the, the country's political uh, structure. It has offered new post-civil war models, uh, uh, reduced uh, the regime's control over uh, citizens' participation, that's very important, about reduced these limiting frames I was talking about uh, in the introduction. Uh, and I, I think that this, uh, this capital uh, won't be wasted uh, just before people are, are, are uh, staying at home and that, that they will have uh, some important developments uh, after the pandemic. Uh, uh, of course, uh, security repression uh, will still be uh, an important challenge. Uh, uh, currently, the main uh, Herax figure uh, are like uh, Karim Tabou, Abdel Wahab Farsawi, uh, Khaled Drahni, who, who was uh, the journalist who mainly covered, covered the, the Herax demonstrations, are in prison. Uh, uh, they, and, and they have not benefited, uh, they have not had any kind of fair trials. Uh, but, uh, and there's also maybe a challenge also that would determine the, the, the future of the Hirak is to which extent the Hirak wants to um, uh, act in rupture with the regime. For now, it was a kind of parallel uh, dynamic uh, between the regime and the Hirak, uh, sometimes ignoring each other, sometimes trying to constrain uh, the action of uh, of, uh, of each other. Um, now there's a need to think about uh, to which extent the rupture can be uh, effective. They are supposed to be local and legislative elections 
so I don't know when now, but it was supposed to be uh, around June, uh, certainly later now in Algeria. Uh, will the Hilaf join up? Uh, will uh, the question of the contribution of the parties also that I didn't mention, but which was somehow uh, rejected so far, has been somehow rejected so far by, by Hilaf uh, participants. Uh, so the question of the repairs, so um, a, a deeper reflection also on the kind of concessions uh, it may accept from the military, but I believe that according to the state of, of, of things, there won't be any kind of concession from, uh, for the military. Uh, but also, well, yes, maybe uh, discussing more deeply about uh, uh, the, the, the vision for, the, for Algeria's future within the Hirak, with the people who are who don't don't feel quite represented or quite uh, now or don't represented anymore uh, by the dynamic of the Herak and how the Herak will be able to interact with them will be also we have also uh, an important impact on Algeria's future. Thank you. Thank you very much for that, Amal. That was really really clear and insightful. Um, I have some questions myself, but we already have questions appearing in the chat box. So if perhaps we'll go to those and I'll select a couple at a time. Yeah, but thanks. That was an excellent um, kind of uh, presentation. Um, I think the one of the one of the first questions, which, which is, I think, um, be interesting for you to say a little bit more about was about the composition of the Hirak in terms of, uh, for example, uh, labor activists, women's movement. What is the composition, the key composition of the HILAC? Is that changing in any way? Um, and the second question I would deal with at the moment is the extent to which the um, current sort of coronavirus and, and related oil price collapse is uh, um, providing a challenge both to Algeria and the HILAC. For example, uh, I read somewhere about the uh, Hirak activists have actually been involved in working with some local government and some hospitals in a kind of uh, health policy delivery way. Uh, so not just representing an alternative political sort of movement, but demonstrating to people that their concrete physical presence is not simply a representation of particular political demands. So should we take those two first? The, so the, what's the key kind of composition of the Hirak? Has that changed in recent years? And secondly, what about this external or this challenge in terms of coronavirus oil price collapse? Is, is, is there a Hirak kind of position on this, where Algeria should be going, how the government should be acting? Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Michael. I will maybe answer first the, the second one on the coronavirus and the economic collapse. There's a lot of things to say about political and economy that wasn't the, the the objective of, uh, of this presentation, but still you're right, it's very important. The thing is, I have uh, the last analysis on uh, Algerians Hirak was either mentioning that the corona will be an opportunity for the Hirak to get stronger because it will provide services to people and so on, or liability because of the inability to uh, take the streets anymore and the repression that, uh, and the hands free of, of, of the ruling elite in, in uh, continuing uh, and, and leading the repression against the, the main activists. I would say that, uh, again, I'm not sure that opposing the Herak and the regime or opposing um, 
are all thinking about the HELAX future in terms of the, the regime's capability to limit its action is quite fruitful. And you're right to mention the corona experience. What we have seen is that uh, HELAX activists who have mobilized themselves in order to deliver goods to, uh, to the needy and um, and to also provide, uh, for example, students of the Herak who were usually demonstrating on, on Tuesday uh, in the capital and all over the country, uh, have, uh, have been uh, staying uh, in university trying to uh, uh, make some, um, to, to supply the, uh, the, hospital, uh, the hospitals with, uh, with masks, with, uh, with gloves, with uh, uh, homemade hydroalcoholic uh, uh, gel and so on, and doing so within the Herak spirit, I mean, uh, claiming that they were, they were doing so to uh, stay faithful to, to the Herak. But at the same time, it's much more about coexistence, I believe. This, this, this movement uh, is teaching us that social movements and even revolutionary ones could totally coexist with authoritarian regimes without having to enter in kind of um, uh, either having two options, either topping down dictatures and then we will decree that they are successful or being totally repressed, uh, dissipate uh, in, uh, or, or just fading away uh, has uh, previous social movements and then we will decree that they were, uh, we'll say that they were successful. No, the, the, the Herak is highly adaptive. So as I said, it is really trying to uh, working locally to building trust with some parts of the populations who were not specifically sensitive to uh, to its actions before, uh, and doing so in, in not confronting directly uh, the regime and not and not doing so in opposing uh, the Herak as uh, public institutions. On the contrary, there's a feeling that the Herak is really an effort to reappropriate the state and reappropriate it. It's not about doing tabula rasa of previous institutions uh, erasing the state. No, it's about reappropriating the state and helping the state to function, uh, to function uh, better. Uh, in terms of economics, same thing. I believe a lot of people have seen that uh, with uh, Algeria being for sometimes now on the verge of an economic crisis, uh, that will be the opportunity for the Herak to, uh, to grow ranks and, uh, and to have more people disappointed by the, 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 the no policy and lack of, of economic policy of the government uh, to join the, the ranks of the Herak. Um, I would say that uh, that's, that's very optimistic. We know from uh, social theory that when people are angry, they tend not to care about politics that much, that much. So what I said in a recent article is that what I'm seeing coming, unfortunately, it's much more um, uh, uh, outside of the Herax framework riots. Uh, and that's what we have started to see. Uh, that's also something that uh, was very common before the Herak. And the Herak has calmed down somehow uh, the uh, occurrence of this daily riot. I mean, we are talking about 10,000 riots a year in Algeria, for example, in, uh, in the middle of the 2000s. Uh, when it comes to the composition of the Herak, I would say that politicized people, uh, AKA, uh, feminists, uh, Islamists, uh, worker unions, and so on, came right after as structures. They were there as individuals, but there was, they were very cautious not to hijack or not to be uh, accused to uh, uh, have the willingness to hijack the movement uh, at first. So uh, first they were there as individuals, not mentioning their political affiliation at all, uh, because uh, 
parties were rejected and, 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 and unions were, and even independent unions were not that trusted and so on. And they really join up later as structures, but in a very shy way. Uh, they have been uh, in what they called carré, so kind of protesting square specific segments of, uh, but, but when you go to, uh, when, you, when, when I went to the demonstrations, you could not tell. You could not tell if this is really the space of the feminist or this is the, uh, and they were not that much anyway comparing to ordinary citizens who recognized themselves in the hierarchy mainly has um, vulnerable people who need to cite this opportunity to get empowered. That was really the main link of identification between, between the people. This feeling that the state has really made them vulnerable in, in, in all sense. Good, thank you. Um, two questions which relate to, to issues beyond borders, as it were, of Algeria. One is, is, is uh, does the Hirak have any position on uh, foreign policy in Algeria or any particular foreign policy positions? And secondly, is there uh, a question about regional solidarities? Is, is there some Moroccan, Algerian, Hirak uh, regional solidarity? Or is this potentially, is this, is this a political movement very much defined uh, domestically? I didn't get the second question, solidarity about? Uh, between Morocco and Algeria and Hirax. Yeah, okay, okay. Thank you. So we'll just deal with those two. Thanks oh, very for the questions, everybody, by the way. Thanks for the questions coming in. Yeah, Thanks very uh, there have been some debates on the opportunity or on the relevance to, on is it relevant to call it Hirak uh, and not just uh, Taura revolution or not just uh, uh, Hirak uh, has uh, in, in the, the proper uh, uh, Arabic uh, denomination. Uh, but but it, it, it doesn't, uh, there's also, we have seen uh, identification with other people's struggles throughout the past year. Uh, holding, of course, Palestinian flags, but also um, uh, thinking about uh, Chile, thinking about uh, Senegal, thinking about places like New Zealand, where after the, the, the terrorist attack that occurred there. So the hierarchy thinking about itself in solidarity with other people's struggle. There is also uh, uh, an extreme left uh, wing current within the hierarchy that, of course, is also trying to push uh, towards more um, uh, class-related international solidarity, if I can uh, put it that way. Uh, uh, but that's not what is making the most sense for, again, ordinary citizens, old people, unemployed, young unemployed, uh, uh, young people who are joining the Herat. Uh, foreign policy, well, in the same, on the same, the, if we, we have also to understand how the, 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 the building of the Algerian polity before the Herak. And the issue of foreign intervention is something that has been very used and manipulated, uh, or very, very much used to manipulate uh, Algerian masses by the regime. So each time Algerians were willing to uh, uh, to uh, discredit or to oppose uh, uh, the policies of, of, of their uh, government or their ruling regime. They were accused of being la main de l'étranger, yid al-kharijiya, so the hand of, of uh, uh, to be used by the uh, by external powers and, and, and to be instrumentalized. So I would say that 
first, yes, uh, Algerians were like first uh, at the very, uh, the, I would say the first six months of the movement were very reluctant to have any kind of foreign powers intervening uh, within what they called family affairs. Uh, but then with the, the, the growing numbers of arrests and the, the, the feeling that even the regime was using actually and was the first actor to use its uh, foreign connections in order to repress the people, where maybe this is a taboo that should be uh, uh, that should be withheld uh, within the uh, by Algerian people. And there has been some calls for solidarity towards political prisoners, but still the idea that we don't want any kind of intervention is very strong. And above all, because they know that in the current context and the current check on balances, any kind of foreign intervention will be obviously in the favor of the regime rather than the favor of, of uh, the Algerians people uh, demands. Good, thank you. Um, let me just select some of the uh, questions. Uh, big one, big question. Um, military is still the ultimate power in Algeria. The military, of course, is the is the at the heart of the uh, of the so-called le pouvoir in Algeria? Um, will they give up some of their power for democratic process to take place? This is the six billion dollar question. What if I try and um, let me reframe that as when would it be in the interest of the military to give up any of their power? What sort of situation could we imagine in which the military would considering giving up at least some of their power? Well, the, 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 the funny way to answer these questions is would, be, would you like them to kill themselves or to shoot themselves in the foot? No, that won't happen. But yeah. the, the way to answer the demand, the, the, this question is to, uh, yeah, in the, this is an impasse within the Iraq. Uh, demilitarization is one of the, the, the main demands. But it has not been uh, uh, very, um, uh, it's not really uh, uh, planned, it's not really uh, well elaborated on the, on the side of the Herak. We don't know how to demilitarize, we don't know how to, specifically uh, with regard, there have been some debates on uh, trying to reach a deal with the Algerian army by them withdrawing from the official political life and even within the, state, the deep state management of politics and maintaining their uh, privileges uh, in, uh, in the economy. Uh, I don't believe that the two are separated. I believe they are deeply uh, intersected, economics and, and politics. So uh, um, they want, uh, th there's something that lies in, uh, in that's that really at the heart of any kind of renewal of the social contract between the Algerian people and the military. It's first uh, the, the idea of the impunity for war crimes committed in the 90s. That's very important. Top generals that are still at the head of the country are people who have been uh, 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 really at the forefront of the 90s repression, civil war, whatever you can want to call it. And they are people who have been, uh, who are still actually um, thinking that repression is, is uh, uh, a tool that could be successfully applied against Algerian people. It's not. We have seen that even with people put in jail, even that within physical repression, people were still taking the streets again and again. But um, if the military uh, finally comes to realize that repression won't put a hand, an end to uh, people's demand for change, 
I don't believe they will enter into a, a formal negotiation process. Uh, and that, that will also depend from external pressure. And that will, by the way, uh, that will be a, a main, um, a main uh, factor. Uh, but I, I really don't know. I mean, it's, it, I don't want to sound too optimistic or to have a wishful thinking kind of answer. Uh, I, I'm, pretty I'm pretty much sure that they won't accept any uh, diminishing of their privileges. Maybe they will try to sell Algerian people and the external uh, world opinion, the international opinion, international community uh, opinion, uh, uh, the emergence of a new generation of, of army officers that will be presented as a more pro-democratic sense, which I don't believe they are. I think it's much more about institutions than about uh, individuals. Uh, but that's maybe something that we may see in space, also for biological reasons, because they are um, almost all around the uh, 18 years old. So one day or another, they will be obliged to die. <laughs> so we'll see. There's, there's, there's an interesting exchange uh, in, in, the, in the chat box about the extent to which uh, the Hirak represents a kind of progressive solidarity in, in the sense that, for example, I can see that, you know, the so there's a sort of Berber solidarity there, but, but um, uh, participant has also said, well, at the same time, uh, you don't see any Polisario flags at Hirak sort of uh, uh, demonstrations. So what's, what sort of political uh, solidarity or identity are they presenting, do you think? I think it's for, for first and foremost the protection by the Algerian by the Algerian, the protection yeah. of the the, uh, the, 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 the the ordinary citizen by the ordinary citizen, without having the need to use the 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 wasta, the ma'arif, as they say in Algerian, which is uh, clientelistic connections with. Uh, it doesn't mean this is as a discursive level. That doesn't mean that this is what will be applied in the in uh, in the future of uh, Algerian project of society, uh, but that clientelism is uh, also a main question. But uh, I would say that this possibility that the Herak has offered to people to peacefully take the streets together without uh, giving credit to the, 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 the regime's narrative on how be careful if you take the street once again you will kill each other as you did in the in the 90s i think that the way they have overcome this taboo is very important first and second i would say that solidarity local solidarity is something what will change the game um, local action has been really difficult because of local repression. You cannot repress two, three millions of people the same way you can repress 200, 500 of people uh, demonstrating in a, in a very small town of, the, of Algeria's countryside. Uh, this is something that has started actually, that has started before the, the pandemic. A growing interest towards the local, towards alternative circles of solidarity. Uh, that are accessible with clear rules of uh, and not uh, opaque scientific rules and so on, has a way to seduce uh, people and even reluctant uh, people who are reluctant to join the Herak or to consider that Herak could be a, a, a relevant actor. But currently, uh, maybe from the, there's an habitus, there's an habitus of solidarity that the, the pandemic has imposed. Uh, upon the Herak and upon the regime itself, uh, and especially because there's a, 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 such a, uh, a lack of good, I mean, there's a, such a mismanagement by the regime to be, uh, to be very fair uh, when it comes to these issues, the pandemic and so on. Uh, there's, a, 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 there's a feeling of solidarity that will 
that will be that here and that will stay even after the pandemic also. Thank you. Yeah, I, I like I like that term, habitus of solidarity. Um, I, we have a question about uh, the extent to which HUAT will manage to structure itself as an organised political force, and I think there the 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 meaning is, um, which is which is a, a familiar challenge for any kind of oppositional movement. What's the next step? What's the next step? If you're not um, if you're not engaging with, if you're boycotting elections, you're boycotting uh, constitutional reform processes or constitutional uh, sort of uh, um, uh, processes, which which, however symbolic and shambolic they are, um, what's the next step? What's the next step? You can't just protest. So in terms of the presentation of an alternative political uh, uh, future. What does that mean? What does that mean going forward? Uh, this is a debate actually that was very much uh, that was that, that this was a very hot debate within uh, within the uh, the Hirax activists just before the pandemic. Should we go ahead with the demonstrations and even trying to impose the third one uh, on Saturdays, or should we think about new modes of organizations? Uh, as I said. Uh, the local is really the 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 the, the devil is really in the local. I mean, uh, it's this is really what would change the game, and it has been quite difficult and complicated outside of uh, the Berber regions. You were mentioning, you were asking me about or making reference to the the Kabilia region and and the Berber movement. I would say that it's not culturally driven. It's much more. I mean, it does need a historical historical and uh, explanation. These regions have been traditionally uh, abandoned by the states, and they had uh, the possibility to organize themselves in an autonomous way long before the Herak and all before the other cities. Will uh, the other cities, cities follow the example of being really autonomous in terms of paving the streets, bringing water and electricity, uh, having small uh, uh, local village councils that are the, deliberating uh, uh, important decisions, boycotting the elections or not. Uh, I, I, I would say that it's still complicated outside of Algeria, and especially in, in big cities like Algiers, Oran, Constantine, and so on. But um, still, uh, there have been small groups who have been, again, cautious not to present themselves as leaders of the Herak, uh, young people, young activists who have uh, proved they were fruitful and, and, and who have contributed positively to the Herak and the debates, who have actually uh, um, uh, been wishing to, who have marked the first uh, Herak's anniversary by enacting a platform where they, uh, they, 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 they draw the big lines of the kind of Alge future Algeria they want to see, but that is still really vague and very conceptual, and there's no really uh, um, modus operandi, really concrete modus operandi on how to do that. Uh, I believe there will certainly be divides between hierarchists if uh, there's an opportunity of joining the elections. Uh, I believe, uh, uh, but why not? I mean, we'll see. Uh, the, 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 the hierarchy is also, uh, I don't believe there's any, any real change uh, that could be brought through the elections as such, uh, currently. But uh, yeah, I mean, to, to answer your, 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 your question shortly as much as I can, uh, there are debates, uh, but the, there's a consensus on the fact that the regime should change the terms of the participation before. 
uh, auto allowing the HERAC, for example, to uh, monitor the elections in order to uh, ensure some transparency and so on. And as long as these minimal demands uh, won't be uh, answered, there won't be any uh, real uh, formal participation or formal negotiation with the, with the regime. If, and, and I have to notice that even the regime has not offered anything concrete anyway until now. Yeah, that, thank you. We, we have a kind of connected question there about the extent to which the decline, the decline of, of, of long-standing political parties is, is an opportunity in some way for the Hirak, and the extent to which the Hirak needs to have a identifiable kind of leader and go to a more kind of uh, uh, organized leadership structure. Yeah, the question of leadership has been discussed many, many, many times and the answers were always, well, you know, if you have leaders uh, in such a movement, then they will be co-opted, they will be put in jail. They I think that leadership is something that already exists in the Hirak. Uh, a figure like Karim Tabou, for example, uh, who has been uh, put in jail, I believe, two months ago or something, uh, has really been successful in creating solidarity around his uh, his struggle and, on, and even people we do not agree on his vision of the Herak uh, supported him and, su and supported the demand to, to free him, to free him. But um, uh, I would say that the main question we should ask, uh, rather than ask why the Herak uh, or how the Herak could appoint leaders and so on, is is the the, the regime ready to uh, have uh, autonomous. Uh, leaders emerge from the Hirak. I don't think. I don't think so. Uh, the, the the story of Algerian political opposition, opposition parties is really one of co-optation and and, uh, and and neutralization of political um, uh, of of uh, of opposition uh, uh, capital. Uh, this is something that the activists of the Hirak don't want to repeat. Uh, being co-opted has the and uh, even Islamist parties actually have been co-opted in, in Algeria in such a way, uh, and their neutralization uh, pro protest uh, uh, neutralized or oh, they have been neutralized in the in the opposition debates they were trying to uh, to bring up. Uh, but maybe we will certainly see uh, maybe hierarchy list hierarchy electoral list. Uh, again, uh, we'll see how it turns. Um, we've, we've got time for a, a couple more questions before we have to finish. We, we, we have a um, question again about the repercussions of, of COVID-19 across North Africa and the extent to which the, the Hirak might want to promote the revival of the Maghreb Union in, in, in terms of some regional, regional response to the socioeconomic problems to come. I guess this goes back to the idea about the extent to which the, the Hirak needs to think uh, beyond the borders of Algeria um, may not be a priority. What do you think? I think we, we should take into account the very nationalist propaganda Algeria have been receiving for all these years. And I won't say that Herak is a, is a, well, they say it's a patriotic movement. I won't say it's a nationalist movement, but still uh, it's the Nampense as well. I mean, the, the uh, and it's, I will be cynical, but if, if you ask any the 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 men of the street in Algeria, they would say, "Well, let me try to solve my own affairs, and then I will try to see if I can extend the model. I will maybe uh, 
uh, build uh, to uh, other countries. But uh, of course, Tunisia was uh, a very positive example to Algerians, Herakis uh, at first. They were talking about the fact because they were they were always opposed with uh, Libya as the country example, and then within the Herak, they were saying the the National Constituent Assembly. Uh, the project of the Herak many there's a consensus on the fact that the National Constituent Assembly should be elected before uh, any kind of presidential and local uh, uh, and parliamentary elections, uh, and the constitution should be revised and the, the rule of the game, uh, the rules of the game clarified, and then a, a formal political process relaunched. So they have been, Tunisia has inspired uh, um, Algerians, but the, the presence of the military made it a very different case. Thank you. And uh, I know this goes back to an earlier point, um, but a question about the, um, maybe we'll make this the last question, um, the extent to which the, the, the you, you talked earlier about the, the, the non-violent resistance model, which is crucial to the kind of uh, the worldview and the strategy of the Hirak. Um, and the question is about some of the perhaps examples of this non-violent resistance Perhaps we know about we know about some demonstrations or protests, nonviolent protests. Are there are there other examples, perhaps some other creative examples of the types of nonviolent resistance that they undertake? Yes, of course. Uh, bringing families has a role. Bringing children, uh, bringing uh, and, and having wives and and, and women protected within the Herak uh, in order uh, to. Uh, May make it a, a, a kind of a family movement where there won't be place for or there won't be room for um, um, violent confrontation with the police. Uh, the fact also that even leaders or not leaders but public important important public figures who have been arrested uh, and some and sometimes kidnapped from uh, from their homes. Uh, all these these um, these uh, these arrests have not followed a proper. Uh, uh, a proper bureaucratic way to arrest or to convince people. I mean, it has been very, uh, very violent. They have well, these people have not resisted their 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 incarceration, their arrest, uh, and 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 even uh, people who have been freed, who are, who have actually finished their terms, uh, who have been condemned, for example, for for. Uh, uh, six months of prison and finished their terms and and went out and they know that they uh, are going to they, they they may go back to jail but they are they were still willing to uh, join the herak again in and 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 they were giving uh, directives in order for uh, the people not to be provocative towards the police not to sing uh, uh, provoca provocative uh, songs towards the army and so on so uh, and also because that's really the, the last option that remains to Algerian after such a violent civil war. I mean, this is something that should not be uh, underestimated. Uh, not, we cannot explain everything through the civil war uh, uh, mm. but still it's really important with, when, when considering their relationship to, uh, uh, to, to the issue of nonviolence. Okay, I, I, oh, I've got a... A qualification on that question, the extent to which the, the, the counter-narratives um, to stories of resistance of the regime to the French that the Hirak draws on from the stories of common people that you spoke about earlier, 
meaning I think here the extent to which the resistance draws on earlier anti-colonial kind of, of narratives or, or themes. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah. yes, you did speak about that earlier. Yeah, Algerian classics are really the ones who are seeing as the columns in first place. I mean, they are really saying as the people who have the first, one of the first slogan was uh, you have at the country uh, group of thieves. So uh, this was very decided that they are uh, sharing uh, Algeria like a, like, a, like a birthday cake and, and, and that should be, uh, and that uh, um, a limit should be uh, put to that uh, and uh, there I, I would be honest there have been also plotist theories that have circulated uh, within uh, some of the, the Hera groups about the fact that but that's something also that I, I will finish my sentence about the fact that uh, France uh, specifically was trying to support the rules and that should be also a movement that will free the Algerians from any kind of French uh, influence over uh, Algerian power structures, uh, but this is also something that has been used by the military themselves, despite their very good relationship with uh, with European countries and European governments. They have also been prompt to say that uh, if Algeria crumbles and the state and the, and the military crumbles, that will be uh, an open way for uh, France to invade Algeria once again. So, well, these, these narratives are not really at the heart of what will be the Hirak tomorrow anyway. Okay, I think we, we have to finish there because uh, it's half past two. Uh, uh, already people in the chat box are saying how much they've enjoyed this uh, presentation. So let me add my, my words to that. And thank you very, very much for that, Amal. That was very, very insightful. And I've learned a lot listening to that. To, to the